Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. Hey. If anybody got a question, I give them hey. the proof. Hey. Hey. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to episode sixty-nine here. A one-on-one on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And this is kind of bittersweet here because this is the final episode, uh, at least interview episode on season three. And we got my man today. I- I'm so excited to have my man, Joe Cardoza, who is the founder and owner of Nothing Bolt Sports. What is up, my friend? It is so glad to finally have you in my presence, my brother. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. It's been a long time coming. Definitely excited to chop it up with you. Crazy, crazy long time coming. You know, I know we've talked about it in the past, and you know, we say, well, you know, it's when you're, you, you know, how it is when you're running the business. You know, yeah. you like, you know, you want to connect with those guys that are out there doing their thing. We've talked about connecting on multiple occasions. It was like we just haven't, we just haven't made it happen. But today, <laughs> but today, we finally make it happen, and and on this on this episode of one on one, and we get a chance for everybody to kind of, you know, get a chance to know Mr. Go- Joe Cardoza. So Joe. First of all, before we get started, we start off with my favorite thing to do here, and that is the check-in. All right, Joe, so just want to check in, uh, see how you, your family, your friends, how's life treating Joe Cardoza right now? That's what I want to know. How life's treating you, brother? Life's treating me good. I'm good. Family's good, and I appreciate you asking. There's a lot of people that you go on their shows, that's the last thing they ask, so I think that's pretty cool. That you make that a top priority in your show, but now the Cardoza family and, and my friends were doing good, man. We're just trying to, uh, you know, like everybody else, man, just on the grind, trying to stay safe. Kind of, I guess it's safe for us to say the pandemic's over now. Or can we, or is that still that cool? Yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're close to saying it. I mean, I think, I think most people can say, well, you know what? It's, I mean, it feels over. We know yeah. it's still, it's still lingering a little bit. It's still, we still get some after effects. But I, can, I would say we're about ninety percent, ninety percent. I would say. We're just trying to get back to trying to get back to what used to be normal, as normal as we can be, pretty much yeah. be in my group. I agree, man. I feel the same way. I mean, you know, it's funny because during COVID, I felt like we grew a lot as a as a, we we probably grew the most we ever had uh for a couple months during COVID. It, and it was crazy, like you know, and you would think but people were clamoring for sports, and I think we grew a lot from there. But I think just the getting back to the normalcies, going to events, covering these events, doing that type of stuff. So that feel was great to get back to. Yeah, I'm going to my first event since before COVID on Tuesday, actually, covering the uh, USA women's soccer team takes on Nigeria here in D.C. So I'll be there for that game. And that's been my first time going to an event since like probably a month and a half before COVID really hit hard. So I'm excited about that. A little bit of nervousness still, even though I just said it's over, but I'm excited to get back out there. Yeah, look, I'm I'm excited, too, because, uh, you know, like for me, you know, I, I started going back a while back, but even then it's still you can tell it's starting to get to the point where it was before COVID. Like I'll give an example. I was at UVA this weekend and you know, before COVID the way we, the way we used to set up the media room was different. You know, it was always tight knit. Everybody's in there, 
you know, obviously during COVID, it was like spread out. You're over here in the third in this corner. You can go sit over there in that corner. <laughs> and I knew yesterday when I was at this game, I said, okay, we're back. Because that room was packed like sardines. And they had, <laughs> not one person had a mask on. Not one person. I said, yeah. I said, we, I said, we're back. <laughs> I said, we're definitely back now. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt good to be able to kind of be loose. And then, yes, it's still out there. And I think people know that they have to be aware. Uh, and, and, you know, um, I had many people affected by it, so I don't take it for granted. You know, I'm always yeah. washing my hands and, and whatever, you know. But I, I, one thing I think it made me more um, of a person to think, all right, I got to make sure I'm on top of this. I got to make sure I'm clean here. I got to make sure I'm clean there. Yeah. So that was definitely uh, one thing for me. But, yeah, you, we getting there, though, brother. We getting there. Yeah, no, I'm the same way, too. Heightened Awareness has definitely heightened a lot since then, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just excited to get back into the groove, man. It's, it's been nice. It's been nice. Well, let, let all the small talk through. Let's kind of get into, uh, you know, your passion for sports, man. I want to know where little Joe, you know, we talking about six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen year old Joe. Like, where did your passion for sports come from? What was that moment when you said, okay, I know I want sports to be my life. I wanted, I know I wanted to be a big part of my life. When did that happen for you? Man, I probably say when I was like nine or 10 years old, because I mean, obviously played sports growing up. Uh, my parents are both from Angola, West Africa. So in Africa, soccer is not a sport. It's basically a religion. So there was no choice. <laughs> you playing soccer or you sleeping outside was pretty much the MO. So I started playing soccer and I was probably like 10 years old. And I mm -hmm. played all the way until probably like early 20s. So I mean, just playing soccer, playing sports. Uh, and then obviously being a fan of sports got into that, man. I can remember like a lot of distinctive moments when it comes to me in sports. Like, I can remember, also, like I said, playing soccer growing up. Uh, somebody asked me, what was the first, w the first NBA finals you ever watched? And I can remember me and my dad watching the Portland Trailblazers and Detroit Pistons and having no idea like who Clyde Drexler was, who Isaiah Thomas was. But that was my first time uh, watching the NBA finals, just being hooked on, on, on that. And then obviously – Another moment for me when it came to sports and my love for football, funny as we mentioned it, getting being grounded and being told you can't go outside and flicking the channels and be like, who's this number 11? And what are the Giants? And it was Phil Sims and the New right. York Giants playing the Broncos in the Super Bowl. And from that moment on, just being like, yo, I'm all about this football thing. Like, I'm all, I'm all about football. So different moments growing up, I can remember distinctly making me be passionate about, hey, I'm passionate about basketball. Hey, I'm passionate about football. And then, like I said, for me, I'll talk about a lot of sports, but soccer is always going to be one, one A, one B, one C. Right. Like the World Cup being in November, I had vacation planned around at the World Cup, making right. sure, like, hey, you got to be off on these big games. But my passion for sports, I definitely say, start start age eight and then haven't stopped, obviously. Awesome, you know, and it's funny. Most people would say, "Well, the real football." Let's be honest. Uh, most yeah, of the mo, mo, most of, most of the world most of the world said the real football there, uh, and you know, or football. I want to make sure I say it properly. Now, uh, with, with that with that being said, you know, um, you know, it's funny because I remember people always ask me how I became a Packers fan. You know, you you're from this area, you know, like you know, why, why aren't you or you know, yeah. Redskins fan at the time? You know, Commanders fan. Why is that? You know, because most people in this area, you're either NFC East. Or AFC, maybe AFC Northish, you know, Pittsburgh wise. Uh, but it was like, how do you become a Packers fan? I told people, I said, you know, funny story. I thought that when I was seven years old, the Packers were playing the Bengals on TV. And I thought that it was my brother playing high school football because our high school team colors were green and gold. Ah. And he asked, and he came home. He came home and he was like, he came home and I said, bro, I saw you on TV today. When did you see me on TV? I said, yeah, I saw you on TV, man. Like, uh, you were out there and that, uh, you didn't see me on TV. 
He said, I said, look, I, and I showed him. And he was like, no, that's the Green Bay Packers, man. He said, that's not, you know. And I didn't realize that Sterling Sharp was out here tearing it up. You know, he was up there, you know, and he's the reason why I'm a Packers fan. I became a Packers fan because of Sterling Sharp. So it's like, that's how my story came. People was like, dude, I don't understand. I'm like, no, that's that's how. So it's funny, like, when you tell that story, it's like the first time you hook, you locked in. And then from that point yeah. on, and that's, that's when I became a football fan. It was just that moment knowing, hey, wait a minute. That's my brother. No, it's not me, bro. It's not me. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, Phil Simms, man. And he had, I think it's still a record. He had like 15 or 16 straight completions in that Super Bowl or something like that in a row. And just watching that game, and I can remember all those players. John Elway was still kind of young, and Gary Reasons, and all them guys from the old school Giants. Not a Giants fan, though, living in this area. I definitely was. I'm still watching all the way, but that was my first exposure to the NFL was that game. Man, it's, it's 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 funny how it all goes through because I think my first true exposure besides that football game was uh, a, a Washington Redskins game at the time. And I just remember like, oh, man, I think it was Super Bowl. Oh, man, it was it was the Doug Williams Super Bowl, I believe. I was young, okay, young yeah. man. I was I was I was young. I was young, young. But I do remember it back in the day. So but that's good to know on the passion front. But let's you know, obviously that that passion for sports has kind of leaned you into the world of sports journalism and i kind of want you to take me on the journey on how you know you decided you know sports journalism was going to be uh, a big part of your life and nuts and bolts sports how did it all, it all come around well i'd say for me the passion of journalism probably started in high school i was on the school newspaper nerd but i like sports and I, was, I remember when i first signed up i was like i'll do it but it's got to be sports because I've always had the gift to gab and story tell. People will tell you, I'll, I'll talk your ear off if you let me. <laughs> and I was like, man, I like talking about sports. And one thing that my older sister used to always make fun of me about, I used to laugh. She used to say, if cricket racing was a competitive sport, my brother could tell you who's the best and why. Because he's that he's that locked in to sports. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's very, very true. And so just being in high school, uh, writing for the school paper, and then kind of going from there and doing the college thing and kind of figuring out, hey, this is, this is for me, but not really for me, if that makes sense. Right. And I had a friend at the time that was going to a journalism school. It's now defunct. I can't remember the name of the school. But my friend Larry Bazzani was like, hey, I'm going to broadcasting school. And they're teaching me about, like, you know, how to write articles. I'm doing leads. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm learning stuff behind the scenes, all to kind of do the sports thing. Right. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, man. It's not going to work out for you. And obviously, a couple months later, after he, about a year later, he graduated school. And I remember he was cutting back his hours at the restaurant. I was like, hey, what's going on with you, man? I don't see you as often as I used to. He's like, oh, I'm working at uh, 980. I said, hold up, ESPN 980? <laughs> I told you I went to school, man. He was like, I'm a, I'm a board operator and a producer. I, I'm about to start working on the John Thompson show. Oh, what, 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 what? You about to do what? You doing what now? <laughs> so I, was, I was like, you need to do some research and find out about what's to do with this broadcasting school thing. So mm-hmm. I did some research, and I found out about a school called the Broadcasting Institute of Maryland which is located in Baltimore, and they had a major that was literally called Sports News. So I went to go take a visit, and man, I was hooked. I mean, we're talking like in the basement of the school, studios, where you can like shoot reels of, of stuff like that, internship opportunities. Uh, you can go to games and, and be as part of a member of the media. And I remember that conversation with my mom. She's like, hey, this is going to be University of Maryland, or it's going to be this. I'm not paying for both. We're not trying to we're not You've trying. got a choice. <laughs> You've got a choice. <laughs> exactly. And so I remember, I think I thought about it for like two days and was like, hey, look, I want to do this broadcasting thing. And she was like, okay, let's let's do it. Had to move out to Baltimore. Uh, The the school was a a year. Uh, The one thing about the school I thought was unique, got on my nerves, but kind of I got used to it after a while is they wanted to create that professional environment. So every day, suited and booty. 
no casual days. So you're talking about every day, tie, shirt, slacks, jacket, wow. in school to create that professionalism. And I remember being like, man, I hate this. It's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> I hear uh, sweating. Yeah, I'm wearing suits. I spent all this money on this on these dress clothes. But they wanted you to kind of get in that mindset and just meeting like-minded people in that school that had a real big passion uh, for the sports and then getting a chance to do a lot of cool internships. Like I think I was a, um, I was a call screener for Ravens Radio. So you'd call in and be like, hey, I want to talk about Ed Reed. Type in the computer, hey, we got Mr. Owens on the line. He wants to talk about why Ed Reed's comments are wrong or whatever. So I got a chance to do that. Got a chance to intern at uh, Fox 45, which was really cool because you watch the games. Everything's being taped, military time. So my job would be like at the 715 mark, there was a great home run by Brady Anderson or whatever. And then when the show, when the game was over, I would say to the uh, commentator or the person that's covering sports at the time for 545, hey, here are the three highlights that I saw from the game I think are really cool. Okay, well, cool. What's the script? So I got a chance to write his script and try to be witty and, and channel my inner Stuart Scott and try to get some funny lines for him. So right. just getting the chance to kind of do that stuff. Uh, that school really, really propelled me. And then when I graduated from uh, the Broadcast Institute of Maryland, you couldn't have told me I wasn't going to be the next Ahmad Rashad or the next Stuart Scott. <laughs> it was a question to the phone range. I'm, I'm Joe Carmelza, baby. They're going to they gonna have to hire me. They got to. And no one told me about the grind. Hey, let's go out to Iowa and call a single-A baseball. Hey, let's go out to Nebraska and do hockey. And I was like, bro, this ain't me. I, I want to go from school to ESPN. Like, I don't want to do this. That's for you guys to do that grind stuff. I'm so good. They had to bring me on ABC Sports like today. And once I realized that wasn't going to happen, the passion as a fan was still there. But the passion for journalism and sports, I was kind of like, nah, I'm good on that. Mm -hmm. You fast forward a couple of years later, I'm living in North Carolina. Uh, one of my roommates at the time was a, a really good friend of mine still by the name of Brian Hart. And we just used to watch football all the time. Just talk about how bad the commentators are and how we could do better <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And so I happened to be off work one day. I uh, did what everybody else does, go on Google, and I just typed in, like, uh, Internet Radio. And I found a website that you've probably heard of before uh, called Blog Talk Radio. Yep, there it is. You sign up. It's free. You get 30 minutes. There's a call-in number. People can call in, and you can have callers and talk about sports. And I was like, what? So him and I started doing that, and it was like a duck to water, man. 30 minutes became an hour. An hour became an hour and a half. Hey, man, I should get a website started. Blessings on blessings, man. Brian was like, hey, my girlfriend's really good at making websites using this uh, this website called WordPress. Right. Like, really? She is? Well, she make one for me? He's like, she ain't doing anything else. Shout out to Blair. doing anything else. Brian's words, not mine, Blair. Uh, she still does all my website stuff. So I was able to create a website. And then I was like, well, people don't know who I am. Why would they want to read my work and listen to my work? I got to get staff. I got to get, get some writers. So I thought about that for a couple of weeks, and I was like, wait a minute, I got an idea. Craigslist. So I was like, hey, independent sports site, big letters, how important this is. You won't get paid, but you'll get exposure. Uh, creating a website, looking for yeah. writers to cover sports. And so at the time, with Craigslist, you just pick your city. So I just went big, L.A., D.C., Houston, with the same copy-paste ad. And within a couple of months, my little staff of one became four. And you fast forward to 2022, here we are, man, nuts and bolts sports it just we're definitely getting bigger. Uh, I got about 20 to 25 writers on my staff, awesome. social media team, marketing, the whole nine on top of the full time job I got, by the way. Uh, still, yeah. in the, still in the restaurant business, slamming and banging with that and with the barbecue <laughs> biz. But yeah, doing that show with Brian, I mean, it was, it was crazy. I would say by the third episode, 
all that passion from broadcast school came right back to me. And I was like, man, this is what I really want to do. I'm, I'm going to go for it this time and not not give up and not just say I deserve to be here and not have to take the steps. It's see, it's amazing, you know, like not not a lot of people know that part of the grind. I think that's blown away. I think that's the part a lot of people don't, you know. Oh yeah, I just get in there and do a couple. No, I mean, when you're building from the ground up um, and trying to bring in the right people, bring in the right staff, bring in the right folks, uh, you know, sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. Um, you know, you try to do whatever you can to just, you know, bring the best, get the best people there. And it's 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 a fun ride. It can be a crazy ride at times. You have your moments. You have your good times. You have your bad times. Sure. But I don't think I take it away for nothing, brother. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I take it away for anything. I'm right there with you. People ask me all the time, like, dude, you get a full time job. What are you doing? I'm like, I, I, it's not work to me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm living the dream. I'm getting a chance to, yes, uh, like you said, not maybe not getting the money that I'd like to get from it, you know. And I'm okay with that. I really am. I mean, passionate wise. Yeah, I'm. I'm just passionate to do what I love. Like I go out there and I do it, and I'm like, yeah. And I and I'm. I'm I accomplished something today. That's that's the way I see it. Every time I go out, it's like I did something good. I accomplished something. I love what I did. This is great. So yeah, I feel you on that, man. It's like it's it's there's nothing like it. And yeah. I always get a high every time I go into, like now I go into a Commanders game or if I go to a UVA game, and I was like, I'm getting these games. I haven't paid for a sporting event yeah, for once, one time. <laughs> and that was when I took me and my son to the Packers game last year. It was one time in five years. I've been to VCU games. I've been to Richard. I've been all over the place. And I'm like, just imagine. I just, I always wanted to go and just calculate how much money I probably spent. Oh, man. Would have spent going to these yeah, games. Yeah, but also, too, being an independent outlet, there's right. a, at least to me, there's a certain about a little level of, yeah, I'm here. Like, I'm in, right. I'm in here with you. Yeah, you're exactly. Here. I see you. Like, I can remember getting credentials to I how many years ago it was, but it was, uh, man, Real Madrid was playing Arsenal, I think. Yeah, Real Madrid playing Arsenal at FedEx Field. And these are big time, like, journalists that I've read that cover soccer internationally. And I just remember laughing and being like, bro, this morning you were loading ribs in a smoker. You got off work, showered up, and now you're sitting beside a guy who lives exactly. in Barcelona, covers Real Madrid. You're chopping it up with him. Like, you just a little bit of, you stand up a little bit straighter, your shoulders go back a little bit because it's an independent outlet. You, you got to, like you said, you got to embrace those wins. When I get credentials now, it's still a big thing to me. And people say, yeah. oh, anybody can get credentials. I nah, think. nah. I beg to differ. I, I, you know, some places it may be easier. Yeah, I mean, sure. but it, it's not. It's not a. You know, I don't, how many times have you been told no? Oh, that it's like uh, I've been told no a lot of times. So you know, being told no motivates you. Yeah, yeah. it's like all right, yeah. you told me no this time, but I'm gonna make you say yes eventually. I don't know how Absolutely. I'm gonna make it happen, but I'm gonna make you say yes eventually. Absolutely, and a lot of people too respect your passion. I mean, I can remember applying last year for the women's final four of college basketball and getting that no. And for thinking about it, Andrew, for a couple of seconds, they'd be like, nah, maybe I don't know who you are. So I wrote a, an email, hey, this is what I do. So I'm all about, this is kind of some of the events I've been to. I sent them my media kit and right. he, he emailed back a couple hours later. Hey, I respect the passion and the hustle that you're on. Let me know the name of the person that you want to send in, you're in. And I mean, people just, a lot of people respect the grind and see the hustle and you're passionate about stuff. Right. Uh, sometimes you don't see all that when you put fill an application out. You might not know how passionate somebody is by just looking over their application or even hopping on their IG or their Twitter or whatever. But right. it might have been two paragraphs I sent that man. And within an hour, we were in there. See, that, that that's another part of it. You know, it's like you got to sometimes, yeah, you got to prove yourself when you're independent. Yep. Uh, sometimes, you know, you know, people hear the name. It's, oh, yeah, I know y'all guys. But it, it's always like in that situation, it's always good. It feels good when you're like, yeah, I, I convinced you. <laughs> But you saw the work and said, well, like, wait a minute, this person's just not 
trying to get into a game for free. Yeah. You know, this, this person came in there to do their thing. Like they're they're putting in the work. Uh, that part always makes me feel good. Always makes me feel good. Absolutely. All right. Next one here. Uh, before we move into my favorite segment, quick ones, we got to talk about the Washington Commanders. I, I know they are near and dear to your heart. Uh, this this <laughs> their um this season, obviously their first year as the Commanders. Uh, the, the franchise has been through a lot, a oh. lot in the last well last twenty years to be honest with you. But the last couple of years have been rough. Yeah. Uh, and in the name changes and and, and and allegations and whatever, whatever. We're going to clear all that out. I want you to just give me your thoughts, Joe, on the 2022 Washington Commanders. What do you think this team can do? Their ceiling, so on and so on. What are your thoughts on it? Man, because I've been beaten down so much, I have low expectations. <laughs> uh, I think that I just remember before Aaron Donald and the Rams broke his back, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate. If right. we can get like eighty percent of that Carson Wentz, be good. With the weapons that we have, I think we have a decent shot to make some noise. And then I, I still I learned my lesson last year, and I was beating the drum on our defense being it's going to be one of the best of all time. We're going to be top five. I, I'm done with that. I need to see it first before I just start touting. Yeah, <laughs> Carson Wentz, if he can have a decent season. I like our chances to at least make the playoffs. Like, I don't think this is a five-win roster, a four-win roster. I think we can go – we can win eight, nine games, a couple of lucky bounces here or there. Are we going to the bowl? Of course, of course not. No, I'm not that delusional Washington fan. It's, it's, it's <laughs> over a bus. Like, nah, I'm a, I'm a realist. But, but I've been beaten down so much, I just – my expectations are very low. My man said – my man said I refuse. <laughs> nah, not, not this guy. Not again, bro. Well, you know, I, I was one of those guys last year beating that drum that, that hey, man, this – I kept telling people going into the season, I'm like, look, they are – they have that's a Super Bowl caliber defense, but if they can get offense together, they will they can – sky's the limit. Yeah. And then the defense didn't show up. Not and it was like, wow, what happened to this defense that the year before was just, you know, blowing people's minds? And then the whole thing, the whole atmosphere on it just, just changed in general. So yeah. – um. It was it was different, but fighting on the sidelines. I just I thought the defense would keep us in every game. You couldn't have told me before the season starts. Right, everybody we play at under twenty points, and we'll be in every game. The preseason gave you that. Like I know it was a preseason game, but I was like, man, they were playing New England, and they would give it. I mean, like Chase was giving uh, Cam Newton the business, and I'm like, uh oh, if they're playing like this in the preseason, and they're only playing a little bit, boy, the regular season is gonna be something different. And boy, that first game came around, and I was like, uh oh. (laughs) This yeah. is not what I expected. But, you know, this year, with the expectations being tailored back, I think maybe we get what we thought we could get last year. But, you know, Chase Chase Young won't be back till week four. Yeah. Or I think after week four, uh, you know, I feel like their running back group was looking really good. Obviously, Brian Robinson getting shot, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely crazy. Going into that, I was like, their running back group is looks pretty good. Their receiving group was starting to come around. Yep. Uh, obviously, the quarterback thing was still kind of shaky. Uh, you know, the defense was, you know, having some good moments. And I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, it's like now I'm just I'm I'm, op- I'm trying to be optimistic. They got Jacksonville next week. So, you know, we'll see. You know, another we'll team see. is trying to bounce back after a rough year. So that's not going to be a cakewalk at all. No, no, not at all. And, you, and every time I see Jacksonville, you can see them get a little bit better yeah. every time. And that's the thing is like they get a little bit better every time, and you know I th- I can't see Trevor Lawrence continuing to go down on the down slope. I feel like he's going to get better as long as he gets protected. So it's going to be a very interesting first game of the season. 
Yeah, and then Trevor Lawrence, uh, not just Trevor Lawrence, but I mean Doug Peterson is Carson Wentz's former head coach. So I mean, right. you know Carson better, he can make things very uncomfortable. So it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be an interesting game. Just hope, don't let it be a blowout. Don't let us be sad. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like man, give give me something to cheer about yeah, going into on, week two, man. please. Because <laughs> I mean, look, with the Jaguars, with Detroit. You know, you could start off, and like I said, yeah. not trying to tamper expectations, but you, it's, it's two and zero is, is 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 a possibility uh, before the Philadelphia game. Um, so you, there's a possibility. I mean, we'll see though. Uh, I, I'm not gonna make you predict it. It's up to you. I'll give you the choice. Do you want to give your professional, not fan, but your professional? Because <laughs> um, uh, I know we all know that as a fan, look right there. I'm I'm saying 17 and 0, but that's just that's the fan in me now. Yeah, but what's your professional um, uh, prediction if you want to give one? Ah, oh, man. Nah, and if you, do you don't want to do it, all right, cool. I understand. Look, <laughs> I, look I am not mad. Find this show and then pre-record the clip. <laughs> they will let you have it. Yeah, I'm good on that. That's And that's why I, I got those kind of friends. <laughs> like, look. Yeah, they'd be like, hey, y'all, I remember when you was on that one-on-one show and you talking about watching the command is going to go uh, 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 12 and 5. What, what happened when they went 5 and 12? Like, so, yeah, I'm, I don't want to do that to you. That's why. It'd be your own people, man. It'd be your own people. That's why I gave you the option. All right, everybody. <laughs> now it is time for my favorite segment. It is time for Quick Ones. All right, for those who have never been on the show or listened to the show and don't know what Quick One's about, I'm going to ask Joe, Mr. Joe Cardoza, a couple questions here. Favorite this, favorite that, worst this, worst that, a couple of wild ones in there. Uh, so, Joe, are you ready for the Joe Cardoza version of Quick I One's think here? So. I think Thank so. You. You Thank you, ready? Some of the pre the pre record the pre show conversation. I was like, hold up, bro, this should have been emailed, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I told him. I said my goal every week. Um, I I I'll give some easy ones in the beginning to try to warm you up. Then I'm gonna throw a couple curveballs in there. I, I I like to see if I can catch somebody off guard. Some weeks, some people just be on it, but every time I can get this face right here, <sighs> that, that's when I know. That's when I know that I did my job. So we're gonna see here. Let's start off with our warm ups. First one. On the Joe Cardoza version of Quick Ones. Favorite sports moment? Ooh. Uh, oh, man. There's no time limit on this, right? No time limit. Okay. Um, ooh, man. <laughs> Favorite sports moment? Tough one. I got him early. That's what I'm talking nah, about, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm That's how you do it. Nah, the Doug Williams, that second quarter, Doug Williams was watching the Redskins at the time against Denver Broncos, just lighting them up with Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark, and them boys. Gary Clark's my favorite player on the Washington football team, or Redskins, or Commanders, you want to call them, of the all tri- time. That's my favorite the, the Washington trifecta. No, the Washington trifecta. They, yeah, they, they, exactly. And there we go. <laughs> Lighten them up in that second quarter. That's all I go with. All right, cool. I like that one. I like that one. Now I'm, I'm now I'm gonna do you a little dirty, but worst sports moment of all time. Oh, that's easy, man. <laughs> the New York Yankees losing in the World Series to the who in the world, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They've been in organization for like two years. That's I was crazy surprised, stuff. bro. There might have been there might have been a lot of blinking to prevent the tears from coming down my face. I could not believe <laughs> we lost. That still me. Could it was a great it. it was a great series though. Like, I mean I'm sorry, man, but look for the non uh, for the non Yankee Diamondbacks fan. 
I will sit back and say, man, I, I remember watching it. I was rooting for Randy Johnson at the time because as a Mariners fan, a guy who's never sniffed the World Series uh, and, and hasn't been in the playoffs in 21 years, uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> it was good to see Randy get his ring. That part made me feel good, uh, you know. And it, But it, to be honest with you, I thought it was the Yankees year. Yeah. September, September 11th had happened. Everything was just the whole postseason. Everything was wounded up to saying, look, the Yankees, this is their championship to win. I, I It surprised I me. I it surprised me. I, I, I remember the ball I was at when it was over, when I was wearing everything. I was, oh, I was mad. I'm sorry, oh, man. I, I, I'm sorry to bring up, so, sorry to bring up these bad memories. That's all right. Hey, as we get older, we can't get over it, right? <laughs> and, and look, it's, it's still tough. It's still tough. Yeah. All right, next one. Quick ones. Your favorite athlete growing up? Mm, man, these are good. Um, it's about to get better. <laughs> I, like, favorite athlete growing up. I know who it wasn't. Wasn't the Michael Jordan. Everybody knows I'm a hater. Uh, that is tough, man. I'ma say Derek Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter. Okay, you can't go wrong with the yeah. with the captain. You can't go wrong with the captain. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. This is a good one. That's a good one. All right. Now here we go. Here's the fun ones. I know you're gonna love this one. I know you're gonna love this one. <laughs> Favorite Game of Game of Thrones episode ever. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. So many. So many good ones. I know it's tough. I I, I came to play on this one. This I came to play. Email. Proper, proper planning and preparation needed for this. <laughs> Anybody who knows me, just how quick I think on my feet, they're probably like, who is this Joe Cardoza right now? Stumps. Yes, um, I told you. That's the game plan, baby. I'm here every week. Hey, Thank well you, everyone. Well done, <laughs> Kudos to you. Um, I'm going to say the Red Wedding because I was blown away. Oh. See, I didn't see any of that happening at all. And when it happened... I remember legit standing up on the sofa being like, no, no, like screaming at the screen. I just didn't see that coming at all. The curve came out of nowhere. That, yeah, that, that, if I had put, and I didn't put this down as a question, I put a worse episode. I was That's the one I would have went with. What? And it's not because, and it is not because the, the episode itself is great. It's just what happened uh, for me. I, I, yeah. So I'll give you this. I binge watched the show. I've, I've, you know how everybody like you have your your niche. Some people are Star Wars people. Some people are Marvel people. I'm a Game of Thrones person, so I've rewatched Game of Thrones over and over and over again. Every time we get to that episode, and it gets close, I skip it. Wow, really? well, because I like you said, the moment that it happened, I remember watching it, and when it happened, I said, "Oh my goodness, what in the like?" I had to like when it happened, I I paused the TV. And I said, no, nah, that didn't happen. So I re, I re, I re, I re the TV and I, I played it again and it still happened. And I said, no, no. My wife was like, are you all right down there? I was like, no, no I'm not okay. I was like, and then they, then you got to wait a week. You know, yeah. you know obviously that you got to wait a whole week to see what the outcome was. So for me, that was my worst episode only because I didn't like what the outcome was. I was always, um, oh man, I think I was always a fan of, my my favorite episode is probably when Joffrey died. I couldn't stand it. Hey, bro, he he had. I was sitting there like, yeah, I was you, so excited. You deserved every bit of this. But between that and probably um the the Battle of the Bastards were probably my two favorites. That Battle was, of it was so epic, and you just didn't know which way it was gonna go. So those are probably my two favorite. But yeah, that Red Wedding man, shoot. I don't remember the name of the episode. Shame on me, as a quote unquote Game of Thrones fan. But when Queen Marjorie died and exploded. Oh. 
bro, I was so angry. I was like, I'm not watching the show ever again. I was like, they they killed my girl, man. I was <laughs> devastated. I'm like, yo, they 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 tripping, they tripping. But you know what? You know, now that you know, we we're veteran Game of Thrones fans now, so it's like you kind of expect these type of things, but it still doesn't make it any easier. Still doesn't make it any easier. Visibly upset when that happened. I was like, not my, not my baby. When like then they killed me Sunday. I was like, nah, it's over. I'm I'm done with the, I'm done with the show. I'm hurt. Yeah. They killed my girl. Uh, I texted a couple people. I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. Just so you know, it's I over. Right, next week I was right back in. That hasn't happened on House of Dragon yet, but I, I think I feel like we'll get that eventually at some mm-hmm. point. <laughs> we'll get that at some you point. All right, last one. Now here we go. I'm gonna really mess with you on this one. All right, you are you are hosting a Kings of Comedy tour, your own Kings of Comedy tour. You get to book the comics. Who are your who, what four comics are you putting on your Kings or I'll say slash Queens comedy tour? What four uh, co- comedians are you putting on there? Sheesh. Yes. Uh, definitely doing Dave Chappelle. Okay, think, yeah, me too. Think, he's on mine. So I think he's brilliant. Uh Dead or Alive? Doesn't yep, doesn't make a difference. Dead or Alive. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I said Dave Chappelle. We're mm-hmm. gonna go Bernie Mac, Red Fox. Okay. And because he's so off the beaten path compared to the other guys, I'm gonna go with Jerry Seinfeld. Ah, I you know what? See, I like that. I like that. I like that. See. I would have a weird one in there too, so I'm. A, I'm a. I, I I wanted to. I had to bring this one up because I was like, I wanted to throw my eyes in there. So Dave Chappelle, we we agree there. Dave Chappelle Man, is on sure, there. Of course, Dave Chappelle is on there easily. I'm actually gonna put um, Sinbad in there because uh, Sinbad was one of my favorite guys. I, I've got a chance to meet him. Great guy. Uh, and then Patrice O'Neill has me. God rest his soul. When Patrice O'Neill died, I was hurt. I still listen to his comedy religiously on my iPod. Love Patrice O'Neill. He just had this way about him that was just smooth. And yeah. then my 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 probably outside the box one, uh, Tom Segura. I love Tom Segura's com- so comic. So that would be my my four. I think I would put That's on not bad at all. Actually, I yeah. I might take us to go see that show. I, I would too. I mean, I'm definitely going to go see your show. Your show would be phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Dave Chappelle and Seinfeld on the same stage. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh, too too much power. Too much power. All right, everybody, that was a Joe Cardoza version of Quick Ones here on One on One. And before we get out of here, uh, it's time for Mr. Joe Cardoza to. All right, Joe, before we get out of here, man, I got to have you leave your legacy. And and with that, I, I just want to I want to know. You know, when your time is up in the in the in the journalism game and you don't hung up the mic and you say, All right, I'm done, I'm just gonna chill out. I, I wanna know, you know, what type of legacy you want to be left behind, but I also wanna know about any special projects you got coming up with nothing but sports in general or anything you got going on you want us to know about, brother. Well, man, like I said again, thanks so much for having me. It's been, this has been fun. I, I'm I'm kinda glad it was a lot of off the dome. <laughs> man, I would say uh, number one, most important thing to me is a guy who did it his way. That I, I did things the way I wanted to do it. But also something that I was talking to somebody a couple months about that's kind of happened organically with Nuts and Bolts Sports is just being able to help people. I, I look at the amount of people that have been writers or content creators from Nuts and Bolts Sports that now work for NBC Sports or ESPN or their local paper that still to this day, hey, man, the stuff I did with you helped me get to where I'm at. The people yeah. who, I, who I haven't worked with in two, three, some people four years it's been, and they're still like, hey, look, I got a job in Atlanta doing da-da-da-da. Hey, thanks, Joe. Thanks, boss. They call me the boss. I think it's really weird. Like a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people in sports don't call me Joe. It's just the boss. I'm like, all right, whatever. 
But I, I think that's become a real important thing to me is helping these kids, college kids, the interns I have that, hey, I was in a social media team for five months and now I work for Bleacher Report or now I work for the undefeated or what used to be the undefeated. Just having the opportunity to help people grow and level up, that's something that I really want to leave a, a strong legacy of. He did it his way and he brought a lot of people along with him, men and, men and women. He brought them along with him and helped them get to their next level as well. So I, I definitely say that's my legacy I want to leave. I love it. I love it. I, I'll be honest with you. That's why Legacy Maker has a name that it has. I I wanted to help people build their legacy, help, you know, make their legacy, help put them on the right path for their legacy and hopefully get them. If they not with us, they take that leap to go to the next step. So yeah, great mind, sir. Great minds Think alike. Uh, with that being said, any special projects going on and, you know, uh, let people know where they can find nuts and bolts sports. We well, find you, of course. Yeah, you can find me. I, I'm a big Twitter guy. People are like, do you do anything else besides, like, tweet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I work, <laughs> work, I work a lot. But when I have some free time, I like to tweet. But you can follow me on Twitter, at uh, Joe Cardoza 301 Those that live in Southern Maryland know the significance of 301. Uh, you can find Nuts and Bolts Sports, nutsandboltsports.com is our website. And like I said, tons of content uh, covering. If it happens to sports, we're covering it, whether it be football, NBA, baseball, writers all across the country. Uh, we even got a writer just now. First time ever I had one. I just picked up a writer from Hawaii, uh, based out of Hawaii. So awesome, awesome. Really, when I say nationwide, we nationwide for real. That's for great, real. man. That's great. Uh, social media, just look up Nuts and Bolts SP, uh, and you'll find us on. You won't find me on TikTok, but you'll find uh <laughs> you'll find our TikTok, <laughs> Instagram. I won't be uh, on there. Twitter. Yeah, we're all. I think I got like one little thirty second video shaking my shoulders on Twitter. Like you got to do something, boss. It's like okay, I'll, I'll do something. So you can find us on social media, Nuts and Bolts Sports SP. And as far as special projects, uh, super excited for this one. Got a brand new uh, YouTube show uh, covering the NFL season. It's going to be myself, uh, my really, really good friend, Larry Bazzani. And the star of the show is going to be a 15-year NFL veteran, former Washington commander, Philip Daniels. We'll, we'll, hey. be, uh, we'll be on the show as well. So it's called The Perspective. Uh, we'll have our debut episode next week. And it's just us talking football with the week that was in the NFL. And then, of course, you can imagine when you have a Super Bowl winning coach, 15-year veteran, the Rolodex he has. So it's going to be a bunch of guests on there as well. So I'm very, very excited about the perspective of what that could be. Hey, that's awesome, Joe, man. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to peek into that, man. That's going to be great, brother. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Like I told Philip, if we getting in the way, let us know, man. <laughs> hey, we just here so we, we just here so we don't get fined, Philip. You you just do what you need to do, brother. <laughs> That's about right. All right, all right. Look, y'all. Hey, before we roll out of here, uh, just want to give you guys some insight on some things that we got coming down the pike tonight. After after one on one here, my man Drew Willingham in or out. Him and Joey Raymond will come in for episode forty three at. Uh, at 8.30 p.m. So just make sure you be on the lookout for that. Tomorrow, the best of, of in or out. Uh, you got episode 26 uh, through 30 at 7 p.m. on Monday for a Labor Day special. Then on uh, Tuesday, we've got my man Brian Snow joining Drew uh, for a 3.30 edition there, uh, in or out. And then our man James Brown here on the network will come in and do the evening shift there on in or out for episode 45. So make sure you check out in or out this week for the next couple of days, tonight, tomorrow, and Tuesday. Then my girl, watch out for uh, Monster Minutes with Becca Quimby, a.k.a. Becca Cottingham Quimby. We got that rolling down um, next weekend, so be on the lookout for another edition of Monster Minutes. 
Legacy on Fire, which Joe, I got to get you on here one day. Do you think this is for, we're going to have a really good time on Legacy on Fire. So, uh, Legacy on Fire, episode 37, uh, coming at you with Drew Willingham will be on with us. We got uh, James and we, James Brown and Joe Dilla Jr. And we'll have a special guest to be named a little bit later for that episode on Wednesday. And now that we're switching one-on-one over from uh, the interview portion, we're swinging over to the power rankings uh, part of it. So, Every week, this is our second year doing the power rankings. I'll bring you the power rankings uh, each week. So, you know, obviously this week will be the starter to kind of lay the foundation for the week one of the power rankings. And that one will air right before Thursday night football. And it, most of the uh, episodes will air right before Thursday night football. So that is coming up. And, of course, if you want to find us on Legacy Makers Sports, you can hit us up on all our social media. I'm not going to read all of that. You guys are great readers. I just said, there it is right there. And then you see at the bottom right there, Joe, uh, Legacy Maker on TikTok coming soon. I, like you said, I, I got a little something on there. I ain't got too deep on that. That's more for my babies. That's, that's, that's more for my babies. I, I, that's not young me. kids, man. It ain't for us. <laughs> ain't for us, bro. You ain't got no business being on there. Look, it's, it's too much. I, I look at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> I'm sticking there. That's that. That's a little bit more of their speed, so you know how that goes. Yep. All right. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I, it was an honor to have Joe Cardoza. Joe, I appreciate you, brother. Thank, thank you, you so sir. much. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing. We love it. Every minute of it. Hey, you're the same, man. It's good for – and it's not every day we get to see two black entrepreneurs just have a conversation and chop it up and kind of motivate each other. So I appreciate the platform you've created too, as well, man. Hey, Salute. thank you. Thank you, man. I, 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 I try to do my best. I got a great team behind me, just like I know you got a great team behind you, brother. Right. Thank you all once again. I'm Darrell Lawrence. This has been One on One, and we will see you all next time. Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the